you have a big decision coming up. I mean, it's like life or death. It's, it's a big decision. It could impact, it will impact you, your family, for maybe generations to come. You're listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard, bringing you the uncompromised Word of God to mature the body of Christ with revelation and power. Get ready to walk in victory in every facet of life. Join today as we learn and grow together in the knowledge of God so we can go from glory to glory together. Here's your host, Tina Howard. We've been talking about Occupy Till I Come, and that's very powerful message for this year. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. We know that. He's coming back soon. Just look at what's going on around us, and we can definitely tell that. He wants to, us to be actively possessing the land and going forth. In the last three weeks, we talked about the tricks and strategies of the devil. And today, I want to start talking about the weapons that God has given to us or that we can use. So I want to first look at Deuteronomy 30, 19. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. What we're going to talk about today is the powerful weapon of choice, making a decision. That's powerful. You know, we make decisions all day long. The alarm goes off in the morning. Hmm, do I hit the snooze button or do I get up? Do I go work out? Maybe, maybe I take a rest day. Should I eat a really nutritious breakfast? Should I just not? <laughs> Should I spend time with God? Oh, well, maybe I won't. Or how about if the Holy Spirit's speaking to us and are we going to follow? Are we going to do? Are we going to talk to that stranger like he's asking us to do? Are we going to go maybe pray for that person, lay hands on them because we see that they're sick? And so we're going to lay hands on them. We're going to believe for healing. Or maybe I won't. And it's important the, the choices that we make. And that's a powerful weapon. This decision, this ability to make a decision that God has given unto us. Amen. He, what he was saying here, God was saying before heaven and before earth. So before God and before the devil. And God was saying, I have given man, humanity, the privilege and the responsibility of making choices. The thing about it is, God will not make you do something, and the devil can't make you do something. It's my decision if I hit the snooze button and go back to bed. That's my decision. I have to live with that. It's my decision if I get up right away, and I go my, when I turn off the alarm, I go upstairs to my library, and the first thing I do in the morning is I spend time with God. So, you know, if I hit the snooze button right then, guess what? I'm not making a good decision for my day. I should be going up the steps to spend time with God. Amen? So, no one can make me make a decision. It's my choice. I present before you, I've got life and I've got death. I've got blessing and I've got cursing. Which do you want? And then he also said in here to choose for us and for our descendants. And that's why it's so important that you make good decisions and that it's a powerful weapon. That we realize the power of a decision. A decision is one that you make and it's gonna cost you something, 
right? It's going to cost you to stand for righteousness. Not everybody's going to like the fact that you stand for righteousness, but it doesn't matter because we have decided. And when we make that stand, then we have chosen for ourselves and for our family and for the people around us. Our community is affected. You know, every year when we go down to E-Town and we pray, it's making a difference in our community. We must decide to pray and stand for righteousness. Amen. So please remember that the choices that you make are powerful. They are a powerful weapon against the enemy, or they can be a powerful weapon against yourself. You know, if we choose not to get up early, if we choose not to work out, if we choose not to pray, not to study our Bible, it's going to affect us. It's a decision that we've made, and now we must bear the consequences. God made us free moral agents and given us the right to make a decision, but then we, we have that responsibility. We get the privilege of it. We get the benefit of it. But if we make a decision that is not so good, then we live with the consequences of it. We are humans. God made us in his image, and it makes a difference what we decide. Check your choices. How do we make decisions? Well, we gather information, and many times what, what we do is we make decisions based on the natural realm. You know, we have senses. We've talked about this before. When we talked about our nose and how it's a sweet savor before God, uh, when we worship Him and when we do things, we are obedient to Him. But we have other senses. We have eyes. We have ears. We have touch. We have smell. We have taste. And we gather information based on what's going on around us. And it could be information that we get the news or what we read. We get this information and then we make choices based on that information. You know, there's realms. There's only two realms. There's the God realm and then there's the worldly realm of the devil. And so when we make a decision, it's based on either information we have gathered from God or we've gathered from the world. Now, I know that you know, we have to gather some information, such as if it is raining outside, then I'm not going to wear, let's see, I'm not going to wear my flip-flops in the middle of winter, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm going to wear a jacket with a hood on it, right? I'm going to make sure I've got galoshes on or I've got, I've got boots that come up and protect my pants and I'm going to wear a nice weatherproof jacket, right? That's, we have to make decisions like that. But the devil is giving us information, but God also is providing information. And we need to make sure that we're gathering from the right sources. Amen. Very important that we do that. So before you were born again, the Bible tells us that I'm going to go to this scripture in Colossians. Let's look at this because it tells us how our mind was before we were saved. All right. So Colossians chapter one, verse 21. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, Yet now he has reconciled, and it goes on there to talk about being reconciled. So before we were born again, the Bible says that we were alienated. We were strangers from God. We, and the reason why is because our mind, the word here, mind, is the Greek word dianoia, which I'm not a Greek scholar, so I probably didn't pronounce it correctly. It's D-I-A-N. 
N-O-I-A. It's two Greek words compounded together. So D-I-A means all the way through, and N-O-I-A means uh, mind. And then it goes on and gives you exactly what it means. So the mind would include your intellect, your will, frame of thinking, opinion, general view of life, your worldview. So before salvation, the mind was all the way through, I mean all the way through it, all the way through it, said it was wicked. It was wicked with its wicked works. We were enemies and alienated from God. But then we were reconciled to God, okay? But the thing is, the mind was not reconciled to God. The, the mind has to be renewed. Now, if we look at Mark 12, verse 30, Jesus is talking here, and he said, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Now, the, the same word in Colossians 1.21 for the mind being alienated is the same word here being used when it says that we're to love God with all of our mind. So that means that all the way through our mind, our intellect, our frame of thinking, our worldview, all of that is to be, we're to love God with all of our mind, all of our mind. So the Bible tells us in Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The Bible tells us to meditate in the Word day and night. In Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says just about the same thing. It tells us that to meditate, and it gives us the benefit of meditating in God's Word. Amen? So Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, so what are the ungodly? That's out in the world. That's all the worldly information. That's the news that's going to tell you who knows what, if it's true or if it's not. We know it's not truth because this is truth. We don't know if it's factual. We don't know if it's lies because that's where we're at today in the world. Nor are we to stand in the path of sinners. We're not supposed to run with people that don't know Jesus. Now, I'm not saying we can't befriend them because we've got to minister to them. They need what we have. But they can't be our closest buddies because they don't think the right way. They think like the world, and we can't think that way. Not to think like God. Amen? Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Someone who is scornful means they don't think anything is good. And we that's not positive. That's not what we need. That's not the way God thinks. The man that walks in the counsel of God, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever. Do you want to prosper? Then you need to be meditating in God's Word. Why? So I can make right decisions. Because if I'm not thinking right, if I'm not gathering information from the right source, then I'm not going to base my decisions on the right information. And so then I'm going to make wrong decisions. Decisions that are going to cost me, going to cost my family, cost my community. So I've got to make sure I'm meditating and getting the information from the right source. Romans 12, verse 2, it says, 
do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, what does all this have to do with occupy till I come? A right decision is going to impact, like I've said, how we vote. Because if you think wrong, then you think wrong according to God's word, then you are going to make wrong decisions, ungodly decisions at the voting booth. You're not going to stand for truth because you won't know the truth. Like, for instance, if you were like me when I was growing up, I thought it was okay if a woman decided to have an abortion. It was her body. If she didn't want a child, then that was fine. She should have an abortion. Or my thing was, if there was something wrong with the child, then have an abortion, definitely. Save yourself. But when you find out the truth, and where is the truth? Right here in the Word of God. Right here. When you know God's character, when you know God and how He loves people, He made us, we're made in His image, and He has a plan and purpose for our life. And when you find out that the Bible says, Thou shalt not murder, and what murder means is to murder an innocent person. And how could you get more innocent than a baby, a human being growing in its mother's womb, and then you rip it out and you kill it, you murder it? That is wrong. I thought it was perfectly okay until I get into the Word of God and I find out it's not okay. I wouldn't dare feel that way now because my mind has been renewed. I'm going to make different choices. I'll make different decisions when I go to the voting booth because I know what the Word of God says. And so we have to stand up for truth. We must stand for truth because if we don't, then our communities are going to be taken over by the enemy. Our families will be taken over by the enemy. We cannot have that. God said, choose life. Choose life and blessing. Don't choose death. Choose life. So it's very important, the decisions that you make and how you come to those decisions. Your mind must be renewed to the truth. So how do you do that? You do it with the Word of God. You do it by meditating on the Word of God, okay? There are three parts, three components to meditating. The first is, wait for it, memorize. You can memorize. You can, I promise. If it takes you a week to memorize one scripture, hallelujah, you memorize that scripture. The second part is to personalize that. Now, you know, if you read something and you're memorizing something and it's for somebody else, what good is that to you? If you're going to renew your mind, it has to be something that's very personal to you. It has to be personal to you. Now, um, like that with abortion, you know, if, well, then you find out the character of God and you go find what that is. God is love. God is love. Thou shalt not murder. That's the kind of things you need to memorize. And renew the mind to think that way so that you can make a right choice and a right decision. So the last part of memorization is to visualize that. So what happens is you take that scripture in and you renew your mind. And you, and you visualize that happening like, well, I will lay hands on this person. So you see yourself doing that and laying hands on them and praying for them and them being healed. 
How about the woman with the issue of blood? If you are having an issue yourself and, and you see the woman with the issue of blood, you read it and you see the story happening in your mind. You visualize it. You see her pressing through the crowd. You see her in her saying out of her mouth, if I, if I could just touch his garment, you feel that passion inside of her. You feel that desperation inside of her. And, you, and she touches that. You see her do it and you see her, oh my goodness. And you see Jesus stop. Who touched me? Because he felt the virtue go out. He felt it because she had faith. Amen. And then you, when you visualize that, you see it over and over and over again in your mind, then you begin to see yourself healed. And then you say, all I have to do is touch his garment and I too will be healed. So you can memorize, you can meditate the word of God, memorize it, personalize it, and then visualize it. And it will begin to change the way you think. And then you'll make different choices. But just think about the decisions that you've made already today or that you're going to be making today. And where, where did you get your information from that you made your decision? Was it because the weatherman said or was it because, you know, what, whatever it was, your decision, what was it based off of? Was it something that, you, that you know, somebody did ask you a question like, well, what do you think about such and such? And then you, you weren't sure how to respond. Why, why did you do that? What was your decision based on? Did you just tell them the truth right off because you've been meditating in the word because you know what the answer is? Well, how did you, what did you base your information off of? Could it have been a different decision if you were meditating in the word of God? Amen. It's something to think about. We, we have to evaluate our thinking. It's necessary that we evaluate so that we can occupy till Jesus comes. So just evaluate the decisions that you've made. Or maybe you have a big decision coming up. I mean, it's like life or death. It's, it's a big decision. It could impact, it will impact you, your family, for maybe generations to come. What are you basing your your references, your resources, what, what, what information, what data are you gathering into yourself to make that decision? You know, the Bible tells us, I'm going to read one more scripture in Philippians 4. The Bible talks to us about this and about how we can make a decision based on God. It says in Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Making a tough decision is hard. It, it can be very tough depending on what it is and how much information you have, you know? So the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Okay, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So you gather your information in and then you pray about it. You talk to God about it. And the peace of God will surpass all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. So the peace of God, the peace of God is what is going to help us in our decision-making process. There's another scripture that says that the peace of God acts as an umpire. So if I don't have peace on the inside, if I don't have peace in here, in my spirit man, then I'm like, that's not the right decision for me to make. If I've got peace inside, 
and with this, the decision that I've made, that I know it's the right decision, and I know that God has me. He's going to take care of me, whatever it is. Even if it doesn't look like it's the smartest decision, but if God says, and if, it, if I make my decision based on what His Word says, then it's going to work. And when you renew your mind and you think, you begin to think like God thinks, then what's going to happen is when you have a thought or a decision that you have to make and you're thinking about it, you're going to know. It's just going to stand right out. It'll be like, or like, you know, dissonance. If you know music and you harmonize and how beautiful harmony is, but when if somebody's off, ooh, I mean, it just like, oh, hold your ears. It hurts your ears. That's the way a thought uh, that doesn't line up with God is. It will just blaringly, it'll be just right there and you'll be like, ah, that's not a God thought and you can cast it down. So we're looking for harmony. We're looking for peace. And if you do that, then you will make good decisions. Amen. And when you make good decisions, then you are, that's a powerful weapon against the tricks and the strategies of the enemy. When you make decisions that are based on God's word because you've been meditating, because you've been thinking like God, you found out how his character, you know he's love, you know he's a God of justice, you know what he stands for and what he doesn't like. And when you know that, you can make better decisions. Amen. And the thing of it is, decisions are very, very powerful. If this has helped you this week, make a decision. If it, the information, the wisdom from God's word, if that has helped you go in, the, in a direction for God, I would love to hear about it. And I know others would as well. And just tell us, or when you meditate, because I'm asking you to meditate this week on God's word. Get in there, memorize, visualize it, personalize it, and then see if that doesn't help you. Because the Bible says that if you meditate, then you will have good success. I want you to be successful. God wants you to be successful. He wants you to make right decisions. Amen. They're very powerful. I'll see you again next week on From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard. Let's learn together. Let's grow together. Let's go from glory to glory together. Thank you for listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries today. We really appreciate your support of this podcast. Help us spread the truth of God's word by leaving us a review and sharing it with other believers who are hungry for more of God's word. Until next time, we encourage you to abide in his word and he will abide in you, taking you from glory to glory in Jesus' name.